Today in Washington, Inauguration Day will open with solemn oaths and conclude in celebratory dances. As momentous events are freshly painted on history's canvas, an ending and a beginning will overlap. Welcome to Copyright Clearance and his podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book. Every Friday, Andrew Albanese, publishes weekly senior writer, brings us the latest news in publishing and reading. Today, he joins me from Atlanta, where he's attending the midwinter meeting of the American Libraries Association. Welcome back, Andrew. Hey there, Chris. And along with ALA Midwinter, the publishing conference calendar has opened for 2017. Uh, this week, a digital book world returned to New York City with a slimmed-down reoriented show, and as keynote speaker, Macmillan CEO John Sargent offered some candid remarks on the state of the book business. PW reporters were there, as was I, and tell us what uh, what they heard. Well, yes. Um, Macmillan CEO John Sargent was his typically plain-spoken self, uh, answering pre-submitted questions from Digital Book World attendees. And he confirmed, I think, largely what many of us has been, have been saying for some time, that, you know, maybe it's time to take the digital out of Digital Book World. Sargent told attendees that the digital part of the book business, which, according to Nielsen, was down 16% among traditional publishers in 2016, which which we can talk about more in a moment, uh, is going to decline again in 2017. At the same time, he acknowledged that self-publishing and Amazon subscription service, Kindle Unlimited, were big and getting bigger. So his takeaway that self-publishing is growing and traditional publishers are not shrinking is that there is a lot of reading going on and that better data and analytics are going to help publishers compete in that world. Uh, so for more on that and the comings and goings at Digital Book World, you can check out the PW site now and, of course, pick up Monday's issue where we'll have a full report on the DBW conference. Well, yes, indeed, and look forward to that. As I said, I was there. I, I, I heard Sargent. Uh, I listened carefully and have some thoughts of my own on it, but I know you must as well. What do you think about what he had to say? Well, I'm curious to hear your thoughts as well, but you know, I don't think, you know, Sergeant was really, was wrong in anything that he said. Uh, I, I think that there's, a, you know, a lot of reading going on out there. Absolutely. But I was somewhat puzzled by his assessment. And, and first, because according to every reader survey that I've seen in recent years, including the most recent survey from Pew last fall, uh, which we talked about in this program, readership is shrinking slightly. Maybe it's flat at best, uh, which I think is actually a big win considering all the entertainment options that are now available on, on phones and tablets. But I, I think the industry wants to believe that we have settled on this sort of equilibrium where, you know, print has reestablished its place at the head of the reading table and indie bookstores are coming back and, you know, by God, you know, books are here to stay. But I'm really wary of that narrative because we live at a point in time where just after the Apple price fixing case sanctions have expired, you know, all the players are sort of catching their breath and peeking out from behind their lawyers again. And the trends I see, you could say, yeah, there's a lot of reading going on, uh, and print is stabilizing. But what I really see is that ebook sales for the major publishers are continuing to plummet. Barnes and Noble is flailing and Amazon is coming back in a stronger position than ever. Uh, so if the majors think that their data and their analytics are going to help them, well, 
that may be true, but just think what the data and the analytics are going to do for a company like Amazon, which that's their entire business. Uh, and this year, Amazon is going to strike new deals with all of the majors for distribution. And I don't know about you, but my view is that their bargaining position has only gotten stronger since the last round of contracts, which listeners may remember didn't go so smoothly, especially for uh, Hachette, who was you know briefly sort of shut out by Amazon. So I think John was truthful in his comments from the DBW stage, but I also think that he understandably didn't fully portray uh, the anxiety I am sure many in the traditional publishing industry are feeling as 2017 gets underway. Well, you know, I think he certainly played uh, the role of optimistic CEO, and you would want an optimistic CEO. Otherwise, there really would be some uh, funny looks going around the room. But if he had been in the same presentation I was at, uh, where Data Guy uh, sort of uh, really dove deeply into the numbers, uh, he might actually question whether that headline that uh, ebooks are in decline is really uh, true, just in the same way that uh, print is dead turned out to be not so true as well. And, and I think that's the point, that uh, that digital remains an important part of books and the book business, just not his business. Agreed. Macmillan did sort of get into the self-publishing game last year when it acquired Pronoun. I think they, that Sargent had mentioned that he sort of sees that as a, almost like a farm team for them. Um, but the truth, the, the reality is, is that a lot of the digital sales, are, the digital is still exploding. Uh, we're just not seeing those digital sales from the traditional publishers. Well, indeed. And, and in fact, the, the decline in ebooks, at least that way, uh, that uh, you mentioned and that is predicted for this year comes from a report uh, out this week from Nielsen that looks at how traditional publishers have fared recently and tell us about some of the highlights. Sure. So readers can read more about that Nielsen report on the PW website. But, you know, 2016 wasn't a terrible year for publishers uh, by the numbers uh, with, you know, there was growth in adult nonfiction. Uh, adult nonfiction especially led the charge. And that was paced by... Once again, adult coloring books, even though adult coloring books weren't as strong in 2016 as they were in 2015, they are classified as adult nonfiction and they did post some pretty strong numbers again. Uh, but if you actually go, if you go to the PW site and you actually look at the charts that accompany our story on the Nielsen numbers, which breaks down all the sales by category, you're going to notice a lot of negative numbers. Uh, for example, print unit sales fell 1% in adult fiction in 2016 and a number Number of fiction genres posted double-digit declines, most of which, uh, notably, were in genres that were very much affected by sales of ebooks, uh, especially those self-published ebooks uh, and the ones that are in Kindle Unlimited uh, on Amazon. So, you know, there's the good news is that general fiction showed a 12% increase in unit sales, but I wouldn't say that there's a ton of good news, and I, I wouldn't say looking at these numbers from Nielsen that uh, we've sort of hit an equilibrium and things have like stabilized for the industry. Uh, if anything, it just seems like uh, we've hit a plateau. All right. Well, and PW is going to continue to follow the digital story. You will, of course, but you've got a new digital columnist there who's taking over for Brian O'Leary. And as uh, listeners may recall, Brian O'Leary is now running the book industry study group. So stepping into his place is Laura Dawson, a consultant and metadata expert, formerly with Belker, and she debuts in Monday's issue. Right, you are. And a timely debut at that. Uh, her first column is going to look at some of the issues 
issues that were pretty prominent at Digital Book World, and some even raised by Sargent from the stage uh, during his opening keynote. Um, specifically, her initial column is going to look at how digitization is helping publishers to be more efficient in their work uh, and what the market just might start to look like in 2017. And I'm not going to spoil it for you, only to say that you know I don't think there's much daylight uh, between some of the remarks that we've made here today and what Laura believes. Uh, yes, uh, the book market does appear to be stable, she notes, but that's not to say that the future in 2017 is, is smooth sailing. In fact, uh, we're far from the upheavals of the past, she notes, but there are still our major disruptions, or excuse me, while there may be no major disruptions in terms of devices, et cetera, on the horizon, what that means for the business is still far from clear at this point. All right. Well, well, I hope the weather's clear there in Atlanta. You're there, as we said, for the ALA midwinter meeting. So, so a question to, to end this week's uh, chat with you, Andrew Albanese, is how, how are librarians feeling on this inauguration day as we really sort of get well into 2017? Yeah, well, I'm very interested in that myself, and I'll be sure to let you know when we chat uh, next week. But, you know, as we've discussed on this program in recent weeks, Generally, librarians are feeling pretty anxious coming into 2017, especially with the Trump administration coming into power with today's inauguration. And I'll just make a few quick points about what I'm expecting to see here at ALA. And, and first, because we're talking about, you know, ebooks and digital, uh, regarding the digital book world conference, ebooks and digital are sure to be on the minds of librarians too. Uh, now at digital book world, Overdrive issued a press release touting another record year of checkouts for library ebooks, but I also want to point out that it's also another year in which the rate of ebook growth in libraries also declined. Now, on one hand, that's an indicator of a maturing business, right? Because you'll remember those gaudy triple digit growth figures we saw when the consumer ebook market was just booming. Uh, but at the same time, uh, the number of library patrons who are using ebooks is still very small and the cost of ebooks for libraries is very high. So the library market is still very much beset by problems. Uh, and I expect that to be a big topic of conversation here in Atlanta. But, you know, as we've discussed a lot in recent weeks, going back to December with the ALA preview issue that we did in Publishers Weekly, the library community is really much more wary of the larger cultural issues with the incoming Trump administrations. And I think publishers are too somewhat. I think at Digital Book World, Sargent briefly addressed the new administration. And he kind of suggested that Barack Obama, while a heavy reader and a book lover, was not exactly good for the publishing business. And he cited the Department of Justice, of course, and the Department of Education and how they work to provide uh, free learning materials. But I would say be to be careful. If I'm, if I'm John Sargent in the publishing industry, I know those remarks that Digital Book World were measured, but I would still urge the publishing industry to be a little bit careful because you know it's one thing to try to suss out the business conditions an administration might accord you, but I would say that the most important thing that any presidential administration can give you is a good, strong middle class where people have disposable income. And there's so many wild cards economically with Trump's plans that we're not sure how that's going to fare for the economy in general. But also, let's not lose sight of what's really fundamental to the publishing business. Uh, and a president who doesn't read, uh, which Trump has professed not to be a book reader, and who calls journalists scum and wants to make it easier to sue people for libel, well, I'm just saying that doesn't sound exactly comfortable comforting for an industry that makes its living off free expression. So yeah, maybe Barack Obama's Department of Justice picked on the publishers a little bit, but there's a lot to be worried about in 2017. 
Well, at this point, Andrew Albanese, I almost expect you to raise your right hand and swear to preserve the Constitution. Uh, We won't ask you to do that, but do please join us again next week on Beyond the Book. And thanks for reporting for us today from Atlanta. My pleasure, as always. Coming next on Beyond the Book. Can you hear that? It's in the background everywhere you go in the book world, and it's getting louder. The sound I'm talking about comes from audiobooks, the fastest-growing segment of the trade book publishing market. Michelle Cobb, executive director of the Audio Publishers Association, tells me what's behind the boom in audiobooks. When the iPod came out and Audible was growing, we started to see this huge surge of interest in audiobooks and listening to audiobooks. And what's nice about the digital format, you know, when we started in the industry and there were phonographs and records and all of that, you can only put so much material onto each record or onto each cassette or onto each CD. In a digital world, Really, the file can be as large as you want, so you don't need to worry about abridging any of the materials, and you can carry an entire book with you uh, on a small stick or on a phone or on your computer, so you have access to a larger amount of materials in a very easy-to-use format. Listening to audiobooks on the next episode of Beyond the Book. Beyond the Book is produced by Copyright Clearance Center with subsidiaries Rights Direct in the Netherlands and Ixis in the United Kingdom. CCC is a global leader in content workflow, document delivery, text and data mining, and rights licensing technology. You can follow Beyond the Book on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to the free podcast series on iTunes or at our website, beyondthebook.com. Our engineer and co-producer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. I'm Christopher Kinney. Join us again soon on Beyond the Book. 